0: Welcome back to the Amofia Oracle. In this episode, we will be talking about Okonkwo, our main character, and his character development.
1: That was many years ago, 20 years or more, and during this time, Okonkwo's fame had grown like a bushfire in the Hermann. He was tall and huge, and his bushy eyebrows and wide nose gave him a very severe look. He breathed heavily, and it was said that, when he slept, his wives and children in their houses could hear him breathe. When he walked, his heels hardly touched the ground, and they seemed to walk on springs, as if he was going to pounce on somebody. And he did pounce on people quite often. He had a slight stammer, and whenever he was angry and could not get his words out quickly enough, he would just use his fist. He had no patience with unsuccessful men. He had no patience with his father. This excerpt is from chapter 1, pages 7 and 8. Okonkwo is introduced as a highly respected and feared man. He has worked hard to gain everything that he has in life. He values pride, strength, and hard work. Okonquo, despite being powerful, has flaws. He is terrified as being seen as less than a man or having his sons be seen as lazy. These fears lead him to be extremely harsh on his children, wives, and others in the village. These major character flaws play a major role in Okonkwo's irrational and harsh decisions throughout the novel.
0: The next excerpts. Come from chapter 7 and range from pages 55 to 59. That boy calls you father. Do not bear a hand in his death. Okonkwo was surprised and was about to say something when the old man continued. Yes, Umofia has decided to kill him. The Oracle of the Hills and the Caves has pronounced it. They will take him outside Umofia, as is the custom, and kill them there. But I want you to have nothing to do with it. He calls you his father. As the man who had cleared his throat drew up and raised his machete, Okonkwo looked away. He heard the blow. The pot fell and broke in the sand. He heard Akimafuna cry, My father, they have killed me. As he ran towards him, dazed with fear, Okonkwo drew his machete and cut him down. He was afraid of being thought weak. Okonkwo gets the news that the Oracle has decided to kill Akimafuna, and even as close as his and Akimafuna's relationship has gotten, there is nothing he can do to stop it from happening as it would upset the Oracle and the gods. The old man in the village tells him that he should not take part in killing Akimafuna, who at this point is like a son to him. The elder thinks that this will upset the balance of nature. Okonkwo decides to join on this journey to kill Akimafuna. Despite him being like a son to him, Okonkwo knows that him playing a part in Akimafuna's death could possibly anger the spirits. After the first has been made to Akimafuna, Okonkwo finishes the job and cuts Akimafuna down himself. The overbearing fear of being seen as weak or showing emotions clouded Okonkwo's judgment and blinded him to the acts that he is carrying out. Despite Akimafuna being like a son of Okonkwo, his own fears allowed him to cut him down. After the death of Akimafuna, Okonkwo continued to act as though he had done nothing wrong.
2: Then they came to the tree from which Okonkwo's body was dangling, and they stopped dead. Chapter 25, page 190. Okonkwo, after being faced with a multitude of challenges, is sent over the edge and driven into nearly a complete reversal of his ideas. Throughout the novel, Okonkwo maintains his hypermasculinity, his pride, and his hot-tempered nature. This certainly does not change, though, as even when Okonkwo kills himself, it can be argued that these traits are the reason that he decides to do such a thing. Okonkwo had felt that his clan had completely lost its identity and its fighting spirit, Umofia, the once warlike, powerful, feared clan, had fallen into frightened tumult instead of action when Okonkwo had killed the white messenger. In that moment, Okonkwo seemed to lose all hope for his people who did not stand by him in his rebellion but questioned him. Okonkwo likely felt he was the last true man of his tribe and decided that it was beyond saving. Okonkwo's act of suicide was extremely selfish, as his clansmen would now likely face consequences for his actions just as the people of Abame suffered for killing a white man earlier. Throughout the novel, Okonko is a man who provides for his people. Here, however, he leaves his clan behind in order to spare himself suffering and refuse control over his own life to the white man. At this point, he is disgusted with the way Umofia conducts itself, ultimately leading to his abandonment of his people.
0: That's it for this episode of the Mofia Oracle. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time.